This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Here we go in five, four, three, two, one. What's popping you crazy motherfuckers? Why are they always crazy motherfuckers? Because something I have a, You know what's interesting? I, I found out uh, recently through Mariel that she says I have a problem with uh, complimenting her. Oh, really? Well, she's she's a verbal affirmation person, okay. which which I do understand. Yeah, like verbal affirmation or whatever. But I am. I wish that she was an active service person because I'm very good at active service. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. for example, the other day, um, she was telling me that. So we were walking, mm-hmm. and she was having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And when she's having a bad day, like number one, I I, I like listening. Yeah. When somebody's having a bad day, but yeah. she wants me to be involved in that conversation, give her eye contact, and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. Yeah. That's not my forte. Yeah, yeah. My forte is listening. Right. So despite the fact that I talk a lot, it's different when it's like a one-on-one conversation with somebody. Because usually when somebody has problems, they just want to talk it out and they want to figure it out themselves. Yeah, exactly. So what I've learned to do is just let them speak. And then maybe I'll say a few words here and there because, I mean, what's really what what really am I going to say that they don't already know? Yeah, it's how I feel, anyways. Right. But with her, it's a little different. It's like she actually wants me to be engaged and talk to her, so it stumps me. Yeah. So she goes, "Well, what do you think?" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know? like, I wasn't even listening. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'm like, "Well, I don't know." Like, you know, what I mean, I just usually have people just talk it out, and yeah. they could just figure it out themselves. Right. And so for her, like I figured out that I'm for, – for me, and she's like, well, you don't really – you're not really engaging and you're not really giving me the stuff that I need. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, technically I guess because I'm not really giving her the love language that she likes yeah. because I'm an active service person. So for example, before she came in, I already made her dinner so she could she could go ahead and eat that whenever. And then I also prepared her lunch for tomorrow mm-hmm. for, for work. Yeah. So I'm like – pretty decent boyfriend yeah but that's not how she she cares what she cares and, and about. that's the thing it's that once those acts of service kind of become standard then yeah. it's easy to kind of forget that oh they went out of their way to do this for me and yeah. to be mindful of like my schedule or like what i need yeah but i think when there is that difference though because i had that problem too where you know past relationships well, it's a pretty common theme for me is that I've always been told I'm like a robot because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very emotional. And um, for me, I'm an I'm a action person too. So it was always be like, focus on the actions, right? Not yeah. so much the words because I, I haven't really been good at that too. Yeah. Um, just being a little bit more, I guess, uh, verbal with with my affection and my emotions. I, That's I just hard for me. Yeah, I just didn't grow up like that. You yeah. know what I mean? I didn't grow up in a family where it was like, oh, I love you, and we give each other hugs and kiss on the cheek. No, it was like, 
you just understood that you're loved, <laughs> and the only time he got affection is that meme affection. You know, like, I didn't get that. I didn't get that soft, you know, type of um, family type of love. So I just grew up a little bit hardened, and as a result of that, it, it kind of shaped me. You know, for me, I grew up with a lot of that love and hug stuff, so I'm more oh. physical with my love. Okay, right? so okay. I'll give people hugs, whatever, whatnot. We'll play grab ass, whatever you want, <laughs> guy, guy or girl, whatever. Let's make it happen. Yeah, and so I'll do all that stuff. But when it comes to actually verbally, like for example, for her, she wants verbal affirmation in the sense of when she does something, she wants me to say, "Good job, you're doing great." Okay, you're, I see. You're, you're, I see. This, thank you for doing that. Yeah, and that's what she wants, but it doesn't come to my mind. Mm-hmm. So, for example. Like she, <laughs> I noticed this about her that she, the reason why she likes verbal affirmation so much is because her dad talks her up like a motherfucker. Oh. So uh, we we were swimming at her place with her dad yeah. and her family and stuff. And then Mariel at her grandma's place at her swimming pool, she's climbing this like rock formation that they have at the swimming thing. Mm-hmm. So she's climbing up and then she looks at her dad. This is, by the way, like a 28-year-old woman. And she goes, she looks at her dad. She goes, dad, look at me. Look at me. Aren't I doing a good job? And her dad's like, you're doing a great job. Awesome. I'm like, hold on a second. You're damn near 30. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? And then right when I saw that, I was like, well, that's that's, that's why. From. Yeah. That's why she, because her dad still does it for her. So yeah. that's what she grew up with. I see. And so for me, I don't really do that. Yeah. Like she's climbing rocks. I'm like, all right, bitch. <laughs> you know? <laughs> just don't die. I'm like, don't fall. I'm like, you're climbing rocks. And she'll yeah. look at me and I'm just like. Cool. <laughs> like, cool. <laughs> like, well, do you, what, what do you want from me? What do you want me to say? Yeah. You know, so for I'm learning to kind of give her compliments for stuff in my mind yeah. that doesn't seem like shit. Right. But for her, it's a big deal. No, I mean, I, I see how that has become like a big factor for her in her life if, if her dad has been like that to her oh, yeah. since she was a kid. But, you know, that's kind of part of the relationship, right? Even though you guys have been together for a while still a process of learning each other's nuances and and the things that really make them tick and the things that they enjoy or don't enjoy. And then within that, trying to find some sort of middle ground or even trying to go past that middle line and then do more for them as a result. Because like there's this saying, it's like in a relationship, you should always feel like you're doing 60%. And, yeah. and not expecting that in return, but just trying to do more for this person because you actually want to and you love them, right? Mm-hmm. And hopefully, as a result of that, it'll inspire them and there will be some sort of reciprocation. And both parties are trying to give 60% or more. Yeah. But it should never be this like, oh, yeah, I'm right at the halfway point. So I'm doing enough. You yeah. know, it should be like, I, I want to do more for this person. Yeah, it's, it's it, relationships are so difficult. Like man, like I'm I'm trying. Yeah, you know, for us too. You know what the cool thing is is that I feel like a lot of the you know when I when I tell these stories about Mariel's fucking up, like mm-hmm. people are so funny too because they'll be like, oh, why are you still with her? Then I'm like, you don't fucking fight with your significant other, you fucking <laughs> cockbag. Like you've never ever had a disagreement with your partner. Yeah, and you know. Albeit, like I'll tell these stories because yeah. number one, they're funny, yeah. and number two, I'm not going to tell you a story about how things were just okay and normal. Exactly, it's, it's not, not entertaining. Exactly, like, what the fuck are you talking exactly. about? I think when that happens, it's and it's different for you because you're a social media personality. Yeah. You know, you, you talk about your life and you talk about problems or like you know things that are going well for you, whatever, right? And so when it comes to relationship things, like you said, like the things that are 
kind of going wrong tends to be a little bit more funnier. Yeah, right? of course I'm going to exaggerate and highlight yeah, that part. Right. And so like sometimes like people will message me. They go, you know what? Like I don't understand. Like you guys are going to probably break up. And I'm like, I, okay. Yeah. You know, oh, you, you, so you became of, an expert on a relationship yeah, now, right? So you're, you're, you're an expert in my relationship. So like you've heard six fights that we had over four and a half years. Yeah. Right. Whoa. <laughs> that was, so I get the whole picture. Now, yeah, we're, we're fighting all the time. Six <laughs> fights in four and a half years. Like Jesus. And, and I think, I think the thing that people tend to forget is that they're comebags. <laughs> <laughs> the the shit that gets left over in the condom and thrown away. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it, it's when you're talking about that, that becomes kind of magnified, and they don't recognize that. Oh, they have been together for this long, though, so yeah. there must be very good aspects of the relationship for it to have gone this long. Of course, right? but they don't think about that. They're just thinking about what they're hearing and and reacting to that immediately and being like. Oh damn! Yeah, because because people don't realize you only get a small excerpt, and people only show you what they want to show you. Yeah, so you're never ever going to get the full picture, and so absolutely, they have this bias when they see, for example, like celebrity couples, and they hear or see these interviews where they they get into a fight Mm -hmm. and then they break up later. They go, "See, I already knew it." So it's their own confirmation bias, and it gases them up, saying like, "Oh, now I'm a fortune teller of relationships." (laughs) You don't you don't know fucking shit. Exactly. That that. Well, here's the thing. It's one thing to look at that as entertainment. I got no problem with that. But then to feel like you know these people now because of what you're seeing in you don't. tabloids on social media, it's crazy to me. It's like, why are you so involved in their life? Like, why do you care what Ariana Grande is doing? Why do you care what Kim Kardashian's doing? What do yeah. you care about Justin Bieber is doing? Like, it doesn't matter. It Dude, doesn't matter to you. I read this comment the other day, too, because I, I so basically uh, recently I gave up my Tesla. So I had a couple of months left on the lease. Mm-hmm. And because I moved into a new spot, I decided that I just didn't need an extra car. I didn't want to pay for an extra parking space. Yeah. And, you know, it was about time. Like, number one, like, the reason why I had that car was, wasn't, it was stupid. Like, I just wanted to have something nice that I wanted when I was a kid and I couldn't afford stuff. Right. And I thought it would fulfill a certain part of my life that would make me feel better. Like, I would look back on this thing and say, yo, this yeah. shit's tight. Yeah, that, when I gave yeah. it up, I was like, fucking get out of my face, you <laughs> fucking trash piece of shit. $1,100 a month, dude. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, but somebody wrote this comment. They go, oh, so you're, like, oh, you're doing the right thing. Unlike some of your other friends, like, you know, Bart and stuff, they're buying all these nice things. That's not responsible. I was like, well, first of all, you don't know what he's spending on and how much money he has left. Right. Right. So in terms of what's important to him is different from me. Yeah. So if Bart says he's making X amount of money and he could afford that and do everything else, then who's to say? Yeah. And if he's a car person, then that value makes sense for him. He could look back at that car and say, you know what? This car makes me happy when I drive it. It's a way for me to relieve stress. And when I look back on this vehicle, it's more than just a vehicle to me exactly for me it's not yeah i mean if you worked that hard and you have success especially in the form of money Mm -hmm. right you get to choose how you want to spend that money you know what i mean and if if you want to spend it irresponsibly i mean yeah sure that's not the best thing but it's still your fucking money you get to spend it however you want but that's interesting about uh, interesting thing about social media now it's that when people see this, it's almost or actually automatically an open invitation to to tell you or whoever they're looking at what they think and their thoughts on the matter. And it's like, why don't you spend that energy and focus it on yourself? You know what I mean? Yo, so it's and it's interesting too because 
in that case, when they, when they when they talk about stuff like that, they yeah. also have to realize that number one, when 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 I wrote that thing, it wasn't me making. It wasn't me saying how everybody else should value the things in their life. Yeah. It's my life. Your personal experience. Exactly. And so, what you learned. So people think like, oh, suddenly when I say something, they think that shoe should fit for everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about my personal experience yeah. and what I learned. What yeah. what you take from it is whatever you take from it. It's like this. Like, for example, like you'll hear people say, well, I had this bad situation with – you know, a guy or a girl, and they go, oh, you know what? Fucking men ain't shit. What you mean men, dude? <laughs> you and that individual person exactly. is a piece of shit. Yeah. Don't fucking bring this whole other gender thing with it, yeah. too. And that's like the hottest thing on Twitter right now. They yeah. go, men ain't shit. And so the other day, one of my friends wrote, oh, it was a very specific situation. Like, oh, how are you going to go and start tweeting people behind people's backs, blah, 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 blah. And at the end, she wrote, comma, men ain't shit. Mm. And I wrote back to her and I was like, well, you know, you know, those girls that fucking go around fucking a dude on the side, but still have the main guy pay for all of their money. I guess women are a bunch of hoes then. Yeah. Like you can't make that generalization. Exactly, man. But I, I just feel like they, it's an emotional response. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're not logically and reasonably thinking about it. And I think what irritates me more is not when they make that statement, but when you, I guess, elaborate on it and, and kind of give them more perspective but then now they realize, oh, okay, I shouldn't generalize, but they're too stubborn or they're too egotistical to be like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's the, no, men still ain't shit. Fuck men. <laughs> yeah. And also, too, if you're that fucking girl that gets together with fucking 12 or even guy that gets together with 12 trash bags, mm-hmm. maybe your fucking selection choice is a yeah. little flawed. Right. Right. So if every guy that you've been with or girl that you've been with has, has either used you for money or have cheated on you, mm-hmm. maybe you suck. Maybe your choices aren't the best. Yeah. Maybe you, know? you shouldn't get the guy with 17 face tattoos. <laughs> yeah. That barely knows how to fucking read. Like, what the? What What's what's your problem, dude? What did you expect, right? Exactly. It's I like, mean, and, and if you haven't learned, okay, if you're young, you're going to make mistakes. That's a given. But time and time again, as you get older, you keep picking the same type of girl or same type of guy that you've had problems with in the past. Yeah. And then you keep wondering, why the fuck are all men or all women like this? And you keep wondering, why the fuck can I not meet somebody good? <laughs> It's like, have you looked in the fucking mirror and asked yourself that question? (laughs) So because if if all men or women are trash at that point, then how come your other colleagues around you have found somebody very special? So maybe you keep on fishing for tin cans and you're wondering why it's not a fucking fish. (laughs) Shit. Yo, before we get into the main topic, though. Oh, that wasn't the main topic. No, that's not not even the main topic, dude. We're we're bringing up some shit, some some very current shit. We're going to get into this quick little uh, sponsored ad real quick. So uh, let's dive into that. All right. Can I tell you guys something? Can I tell you what this Genius Brain podcast is brought to you by? I think it's Skillshare. Multiple notes for no damn reason. So if you guys don't know what Skillshare is, Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. So basically what I'm saying is that if you have a new passion out there, you have a side hustle that you want to start or begin, um, this is a great way to go at it. Skillshare basically gives you that knowledge at your motherfucking fingertips. My friends. So for me, the classes that I'm taking right now specifically have to do with photography because photography is something that I like to do on the side. And because I did it through an apprenticeship, 
uh, back in the day. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, like fundamental basics that I don't know. And going through these courses helped me out. And it kind of adheres to the way that I like to learn, which is on my own time. So a lot of the times when you go through traditional courses or classes, sometimes it's a little derived and it doesn't teach you the things that you want to learn. What with Skillshare, it has like your own library and you could, you know, fast forward or rewind or learn however the hell you want. So that's why I fuck with Skillshare a lot. So remember, people, join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. You get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering Genius Brain listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash brain. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash brain to start your two months now. That is Skillshare.com slash brain. When you guys are on there, let me know the courses that you're taking. If you like it, let me know in the comments below because you know what? I fucks with it. I'm using it. And trust me, people, my photo skills is getting up there. Skill share. Anyways, we're back. And today's topic is going to be interesting. Um, I've been looking up a lot of like current event shit. Number one, I'm very disconnected from the world. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that I am finding out is just it, it has to be either on a headline or somebody has to bring it to my attention. Mm-hmm. So if, if if people are going to message me about it like consistently, then I'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. So have you heard about this whole like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard thing? Um, Aren't they divorced? Yeah. So a couple of years ago, I guess yeah. they got divorced. There was this whole shit about like domestic violence that right, happened between I heard about them that. and they got whatever settled out of court or whatever uh-huh. um but recently uh i guess amber heard she has been coming out to light as this as for like the me too movement thing. Oh, okay and she was getting interviewed by something or somebody and she kind of alluded to the fact that she's a domestic abuse survivor and for mm. john and you know and that kind of gets out of hand and people were trashing johnny depp because yeah. i can't believe you abused amber heard or yeah. whatever and if you don't know who amber heard is she's an actress um and johnny depp is firing back like he's not going to sit there and take it yeah and so for him he was saying like no like you can't just capitalize off this me too movement and she's trying to get a lot of clout from that yeah and it he actually has documentation and that's coming out that's saying the exact opposite wow where she actually physically abused him like i'm talking i'm talking about like <laughs> there's like documents like <laughs> stating that she like punched him in his sleep in his sleep, yeah, got there. <laughs> like socked him in his sleep, and if people yeah. remember, there was this time where uh, Johnny had Johnny Depp had a severed finger. Uh-huh. He had a severed finger. He had a severed finger, and um, I guess uh, prior to this, people uh-huh. were. It was stated that he did it in a fit of rage or something. Like she and him got into an argument yeah. of some sort. But um, what happened? What actually happened? I guess like what's being uh, told now is that she actually chucked a vodka bottle at him. Oh, shit. And when she chucked the vodka bottle at him, it's, it exploded and severed his fucking Holy finger. Holy shit. That, that's like some shit you can't even make up, you know? Yeah, and I'm telling you this, number one, no dude wants to come out and say, you know what? I got beat up by the prettiest girl on earth. Right. You know, like I think it's very, I think that's the reason why a lot of male domestic violence, yeah. violence cases, does, they don't come out. Yeah. Because it's, it's almost shameful for a guy. Yeah, that, see, that's what's not fair is like, you know, the whole Me Too movement and like women exposing men in power who are abusing their power, just shitty men in general is, yeah. is, is a great thing, right? They should be exposed and they should be called out and have to pay the price for what, yeah. what they did. But why isn't it just as important the other way around, yeah. right? Because still in society, it's it's very emasculating to talk about stuff like that. It's not looked at as, oh, yeah, 
we should we should treat both issues on an equal plane. Yeah. It's but you're a guy. Like yeah. you know, how 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 can you have been abused by a girl? It's like mental abuse, right? Physical abuse, getting your dick chopped off abuse, yeah. right? Lorena, Lorena Bobbitt. Bobbitt abuse. Um I mean, come on, man. It it, it happens, but people kind of brush it off like it's not that big of a deal or not doesn't really happen you know because men are supposed to be stronger or whatever so to like johnny depp's case listen to this shit so this is this is from his uh his lawyer yeah miss Hurd's false allegations against mr depp have been conclusively refuted by two separate responding police officers a litany of neutral third-party witnesses and 87 newly obtained surveillance camera videos so she was talking about so there was like a case like I'm, I'm trying to look for it right now but there was a point where i guess uh amber heard was screaming like johnny stop hitting me or don't hit me or something to that right yeah. but there was like a security officer like a couple steps away and they're like what the fuck he's not even hitting you so she was she was doing she's this. like punching him in the face johnny stop hitting me <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> You know, oh man. So unaware that members of Mr. Depp's security team were mere feet away, Miss Heard falsely began yelling, "Stop hitting me, Johnny!" <laughs> Dude, the interaction the interaction culminated with Miss Heard making false allegations that Mr. Depp struck her with a cell phone, hit her, and destroyed the penthouse. There were multiple eyewitnesses to this hoax, so I guess it was on multiple occasions she's done this shit. Yeah, holy shit, man. Dude, man, girl, like there are some girls that are fucking crazy. Yo, I so in Sacramento. There was this dude. Now, mind you, it's kind of connected in two separate stories, but I'm just going to give a couple of back. I mentioned this on Just Kidding News before, but there uh-huh. was this uh, dude. Uh, I'm not going to say his name because that fool might fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say in high school, I remember this okay. guy being a hyper, hyper violent dude. Okay. And um, this girl, not not the girl that I'm going to talk about later, uh, she's a very sweet girl. Well, I went to our high school. She was like a class above me, uh-huh. but she used to go out with this guy. Let's call him Billy. I'm just going to call him Billy. So she used to go out with this dude, Billy, right? Uh, Billy got kicked out of school. He was yeah. like a hardcore gangbanger. The dude was probably like four foot ten. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, he had he had like little man syndrome. Okay. But I specifically remember this fool walking up on campus and socking this girl in the face. For what? Because they were together. I don't know what the reason. Cause <laughs> oh, I, 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 I didn't I didn't really know the dude like that. Yeah. But the dude walked up and he socked this girl straight Holy in her shit, fucking man. nose. Uh-huh. It was in the middle of the, the fucking area where we were having lunch. And yeah. he just walks up to her and just boom, uh-huh. socks her in the nose. I think this was after school. But socks, him, socks her in the fucking nose and blood starts gushing out. Yeah. But – you know, there are cases of this, like this domestic violence where I have seen men physically abuse women. Yeah. But on the other hand, there was this other time where I remember this other dude that I knew. By by the way, when I say no, he's not my friend. Yeah, just somebody you, <laughs> you yeah, know, we know, know of, of uh, in, yeah, in, in right, high school. You know, right. they're notorious for being, you know, very terrible yeah. human beings. But um, he went out with this other girl. I don't know who this girl is, but she did the classic, like, my last boyfriend beat me up hit me type of shit mm-hmm. and so what i heard from a couple of other people this is like i obviously wasn't there yeah but that dude and his whole crew went to jail because she told a lie to that guy that 
that guy, her previous ex-boyfriend, her previous boyfriend was beating the shit out of her. Uh-huh. So they fucking executioner style killed that fool. Wow. Like in the driveway. Yeah. Like straight up surrounded him in the driveway, uh-huh. had him on his knees and fucking blasted the dude in the head oh, because of shit. a lie that she told. Oh, she told that man. she was getting abused by him. She actually went to, I think she went, she's like in prison for like 25 years to life. Yeah. And everybody else got like 10 or 15 years or something. A, a less, it was a less, uh, What's it called? Sentence. Yeah. Because she was like the ringleader. Uh-huh. But everybody in that circle, because of that one girl's lie, all went to jail. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you can't just take everybody's word for everything. Right? Because that dude... I, I'm, first of all, you're fucking dumb in the first place. Like, yeah. just... Let's say she was abused, yeah. right? The the the, the 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 right action isn't to go and shoot somebody and exec- in... The, execute them. <laughs> in, the, in the middle of a driveway, too, out of all places. Couldn't you have done it somewhere that wasn't as public? Yeah. I mean, or or just give him a little beating or something. Jesus, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, but the dude, they said that he shot the motherfucker. I don't know if it was him, but it yeah. was one of those dudes that that was in that circle that beat the shit out of him, shot him like while he was like on his knees or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. No, you know what that reminds me of, man, is uh reminds me of Anthony Bourdain's situation, mm. right? Like, what was his girl's name? Um, I can't remember. You know, but she was like a. Kind of like a spokesperson for the Me Too movement too. Not a spokesperson, but she was really speaking out on her past uh, situations, especially with Harvey Weinstein, yeah. right? But I remember reading about it that she accused him of, I don't know, sexual abuse or rape or something like that. Yeah. But then she kept sleeping with him even after the fact, right? Of, of the alleged time of when this happened, right? Not to say that Harvey Weinstein didn't do any of the stuff that he's been accused for, but she kept sleeping with him after a certain point. So it's like, how do you accuse somebody of doing that to you? But then you go back, you have consensual sex after. Yeah. Right. And then, um, how she's, she was such a active voice for that me too movement. And Anthony Bourdain really supported her and backed her up too. But then it comes out that she might've actually sexually abused that that seventeen year old. Oh, yeah. uh, she was uh, a, she was either an actress or a casting director. Or what was she? I I don't know, but but the the guy was underage at the time that they had sex. I remember it was like on a boat or some shit too. Yeah, it was know. like on her yacht or something. I forgot <laughs> what it was, but yeah. you know, I will say this though: seventeen. <laughs> it's borderline <laughs> seventeen. Well, I'm only saying this. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not Be saying, careful. I'm not Be saying careful. right or wrong, but I'm only speaking from a from a 17 year old boy's perspective. Yeah. When I'm 17, I'm a fucking adult. Right. And if there's a fucking fresh vagina being slung at me, I'm not thinking that I'm underage. I'm thinking, yo, I'm an adult. Yeah. I'm I'm taking pussy light down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's from the the boy's perspective, but from her standpoint. She should know better, you know. Did the boy feel like he was he was taken advantage of? Yeah, yeah. He, he came out about that, saying, oh. "Yeah." That. Now, well, I'm talking about seventeen year old David. Seventeen <laughs> year old David was a different person. Like, if somebody, first of all, nobody would touch seventeen year old David. Mm-hmm. So, if any woman said, "Hey, let's have sex," I'm mm-hmm. like, "You know what, lady? I duped you." And for some reason, <laughs> for some reason, you want you want all of this right here. Yeah, all nope. four eyes and everything. <laughs> if I remember correctly. There was, I think, some hush money that was paid Ooh. to them, um, and it was sex and money. Yeah, and it was, I what? think, Anthony Bourdain was the one who paid for it. What a yeah, steal. yeah. So, I don't know, man. It just, I don't know the details of it. Again, this is just like shit that I read about. I don't know them personally. I don't know the intimate details of the relationship, but 
it just kind of makes you think. And I, I'm only talking about this because I fucking love Anthony Bourdain and rest in peace. He's a fucking legend. But he just makes you think like how much of if this girl is kind of crazy like that. So that 17 year old kid, uh-huh. he got his dick sucked and got money. <laughs> Allegedly, I guess that's I think that's what, you know, has been reported. How fucking dare they do that to him? <laughs> Rather I'm, than you sucking dick and getting money, yeah, I'm, I'm appalled. I'm appalled that an attractive woman had sex with him and gave him money. <laughs> no, nah, I'm fucking around. It's it's all it's all dependent on the person's experience. Yeah, seventeen year old David would have been like, they were like, here, have this is hush money. I'm like, oh, I'm getting paid too. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't expecting that. That's but a, I, I would ham it up though. I'm like, you know what? I do need this money. <laughs> I got I got emotional distress from it. I have PTSD from it. Oh, the time you sucked my cock, it was so traumatizing. I would have told all my friends. I would have been like, Yo, bro, I got seventeen thousand dollars and a blowjob. Can you fucking believe it? Can you fucking believe it? And I had sex on a yacht, and nobody would believe me. They're like, No, you would. No, you didn't. She dude. fucked you. Get the fuck out of here. I know. And she gave you money for yeah. it? You fucking fat lying <laughs> son of a bitch. No, but I'm just saying, I, I'm just wondering like if that played a part into, you know, Anthony Bourdain's final moments of like, you know, what he was thinking. It's and- we so there was a, a comic that recently committed suicide too. Uh-huh. Uh everybody knows who he is. For me, not so much because I didn't hear a lot of his stand-up, but I do know his face because he was in the the hangover. I believe. In The Hangover? Yeah. Do you know who this actor is? Uh, let me see. Uh, Brody Stevens. Brody Stevens, no. You know, who, if you see Brody Stevens' face, you'll recognize him. Uh-huh. But I guess like in the comic world, he's like known as the shit. Uh-huh. But Brody Stevens committed suicide. Like if you see his face, you might know who he is. Like he looks familiar. But he uh, was in The Hangover. I, I don't remember. But Brody Stevens, yeah. you know, the way comics talk about him, they... um. Say he's like one of the greats. Really? And so I guess like his suicide kind of came surprising to a lot of – this was only recently. Like Joe Rogan was talking about it, Bobby Uh Lee. Everybody was absolutely shocked that he killed himself. Like he's the type of person that when he grabbed the mic, he commanded the room. Uh And it's kind of surprising how how a lot of these celebrities are just starting to just off themselves. Yeah, man. I mean – Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, Robin Williams, now Brody Stevens. Yeah. I mean, that's the scary thing. You know, it, they, they might appear completely normal on the outside, sometimes even be the brightest lights. But once that light burns out inside of them, you know, you might not be able to see it. But that's ultimately the, the end result, right? That happens. They take their own life. Um, and imagine how dark of a place you need to get into where you think, all the thoughts that you have, all the problems that you have, the best way to solve it is by ending your life, you know? Because I'm sure these people do think about the people that they're going to affect, whether it's their own family or their friends or whoever, right? Yet even still, and and maybe sometimes it's not even uh, that much contemplating. Maybe it's just like an instant thing where like, I'm done, and then they just on a whim decide to end their life, right? Yeah. It's not sitting there and you're brewing and it's like, yeah, yeah, should I do this? Or, you know, if I do this, what are the pros and cons? It's just one day you're just at such a low point, you're not even thinking rationally and you're just like, fuck it, I'm over it. Yeah, it's it's, it's weird because, you know, when Robin Williams killed himself, I would have never expected that man yeah. to do it. Yeah, Especially for some reason, I feel like with comics, 
like I don't expect it from comics mm-hmm. just because like it within the comic toolbox is to make fun of and make light of a lot of dark situations. Yeah. So you would think that they would they would be able to handle that the most. Um just because I feel like as a comic you you kind of go through a lot of things, but you have a very in my personal way, like by joking about it, you have a very healthy way with dealing with a lot of negative thoughts. Yeah. So maybe sometimes it just becomes too much. Yeah, I mean I, I feel like if anything, you know, based on what you said, that makes it even harder for a comic because that they're always choking and laughing and, and making other people laugh and they're bringing so much joy and lightheartedness to the world. But if they have depression or, or just their demons inside, right? When they're joking about it, it just comes off as a joke. You know, they could they could talk about it on on, yeah. on their stand-up sets, like dark thoughts that they might have. But at the end of the day, it's within the context of a joke, right? And so I think that might shock people more because you're like, oh man, that person was so funny and, and so lively and so animated. And then they killed themselves. Why, right? Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, whether you're a comic or just an average Joe, if you have your demons and you have that depression, like, it's it's not it's gonna affect you. It's not gonna matter. There, there's no there's no um, I guess criteria for who gets depression and who doesn't. You know, yeah. you could be the richest, most famous person in the world, to, and to everybody outside looking at your life, it might seem perfect. But if you have that within you, that darkness, I mean. Nobody could really understand that, and maybe not even see it. Yeah, because I, I I can't really wrap my head around it because I I don't I don't know what yeah, that's like. Yeah. Like for me, I could just sit on a beach butt naked and have a fucking turtle right on top of my lap, and I could stare at the ocean for six hours a day, and I'd be pretty fucking happy. You know? Yeah. So you know, I guess like in those times when people are by themselves, that's probably where it broods the most. Yeah. Because when I'm by myself and I'm just like, let's say I'm on a beach somewhere, yeah. and it's just the perfect fucking weather. Yeah. And I'm looking at into this this green, crisp blue ocean. I ain't thinking about shit. Yeah. Like I'm literally thinking about nothing. Yeah. Like, I could keep my mouth open and collect flies in my mouth if I wanted to. Like yeah. that's how little I'm thinking. I, I mean, I'm an I'm a pretty optimistic person, but. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there there have definitely been moments where my thoughts kind of go into a dark place, right? Not not to, to the point where, like, you know, I'm going to take my own life. But, you know, sometimes you just kind of get into a really dark place. And um, I Dexter, I remember, used to call it his dark passenger. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. First, Except, first four seasons were great. Yeah, it was, it, up to the Trinity Killer. And yeah. then after that, it's like, what Trash. the fuck, bro? And yeah. the ending? Oh, my God. So stupid. So fucking stupid. But anyway, I, I do have a sense of that, too, where I do feel like sometimes, and, and, and it'll come out of nowhere, like things could be fine or, th- or, or even things going well. And then there'll, I'll just feel like kind of there's a dark cloud around everything and it'll just not feel that great. Maybe it's like, a small semblance of what depression feels like. And so I imagine that when I have those feelings or those thoughts, it's just exaggerated infinitely. You know, that that's what it must be like for people to get to the point where they're like, I can't do this anymore. You know, is so have you like sat around and thought about like dying? Well, I, I do think about dying just in general. Because I think about death all the time. Yeah, but me too. I, I don't I don't think about me being the 
the the yeah, person that yeah, off myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think about okay, what if I died? Yeah, who would miss me? Yeah, and if somebody comes to my funeral that I don't want there, uh-huh. I'm gonna haunt the fuck out of them, dude. <laughs> I think about shit like that. Like, now, I think about death from a, just a curiosity standpoint. You know, like I'm I'm curious about so many things. I mean, when I think about death, it's more so of I wonder what the afterlife is like. You know, because I'm a man of faith, and so. Uh, I believe that after we leave this earth, like our, that's not our final destination. You yeah. know, our death isn't our final destination. That's the beginning to the next chapter. So that's what I wonder about. Like, I wonder what it's like, you know, I wonder if it's like big titties and big booty bitches, dude. That's what so I'm God, hoping. God welcomes you at the pearly gates like Dave. Yeah, we like got Dave. fucking double D's. <laughs> Dave, for 80 years of you making people laugh and feeling good about themselves. Here's a fat tittied bitch. Is one of them my wife? Probably not. But enjoy this while it lasts and just smother your face into it and go <laughs> rubber bumpski. Yeah, just um but yeah, I mean I, I, I definitely do have like, you know, dark thoughts from time to time, but nothing on that extreme level. So yes, it's hard for me to understand fully what a person who's going through that the thoughts that they're having and the feelings and the emotions that they're having. But I think I have like a very, very small idea of what it might be like. And then if I imagine that just being bigger and bigger and bigger and just kind of growing and not going away. Cause yeah, when those, when those feelings come up, when there's no reason to feel shitty, right? When everything is cool, everything is fine. And all of a sudden the light is just a little bit dimmer. It just feels a little bit dimmer. So just imagine it's like a bright and sunny day outside, and you're like, damn, it's 75-degree weather is perfect, right? And then out of nowhere, just a dark cloud kind of covers that sunlight a little bit. And you're like, what the fuck happened? Why did it get so gloomy? But then that gloom kind of puts you in a certain mood. Like, mm. well, fuck. I don't, I don't really Seasonal feel that Seasonal depression. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't think I would go as far as saying it's depression, but... There are definitely moments uh, throughout throughout life in general where I have those that that feeling where it's just. I feel that's pretty normal, though. I yeah. think a lot of people feel that stuff. I yeah. think when um, uh, sometimes when I talk to so for example, a lot of people do message me when they talk about like offing themselves. Yeah. Oh wow, that's fucking heavy. They message you what for like like DMs uh-huh, or something. like give me a reason to live type shit, stuff like that, or they're thinking about suicide yeah. or. Kind of, they say stuff like, "Well, I, I was going to kill myself, but I saw some of your videos and uh-huh. it made me laugh and it made me feel better." Oh shit! And I think like the the hard part is, it, it's weird because I'm, you're coming from somebody who has never thought about killing himself. Like yeah. I've never even entertained that thought. Yeah. Like killing, like if I like I think about if I, I'm so stupid because I'm thinking, okay, they go, why why haven't you thought about killing yourself? Is because yeah. I would do a disservice to the world. <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I need to live. I need to live for everybody else's sake. You know, but fucking narcissistic as fuck. And then uh, what helps keep me alive? Right. Whatever keeps you going. Whatever man. keeps me going, dude. Like People would tell me, go kill yourself. Yeah. I was like, I can't do that to you. I can't. World. I can't do that to you. Yeah. I, I, could never, I could never do that to you. You need me here. If I die, what are you going to do with your yeah. life? Come on, buddy. But I always tell people, you know, the... The thing that may or may not help you out is that 
what you're going through, everybody else goes through as well. Yeah. You know, it's just how you're dealing with it tends to be the the bigger issue. So when somebody says to me, well, I feel like my life isn't worth anything, I was like, Doug, people feel that all the time. You see, I feel that too sometimes, yeah. but I don't think about killing myself as the option to solve that right, problem. Right. I try to find value in my life and yeah. try to move forward. Like, yeah. i.e., for example... Um, this podcast. When people when I started doing this podcast, people told me that's a very bad move. You're averaging like 150 thousand to 200 thousand views per video. When uh-huh. you do a podcast, it's gonna drop, and it did. I lost like 10 thousand subscribers. You sons of bitches! So, they- hey, sign the fuck back up, guys. You guys know it's genius brain now. It's David So, man. They Come were just on. like, I-, I wasn't here for this. I'm I'm here for some other shit. Yeah. I'm like, that's cool. That's that's your choice. I'm gonna kill myself. Uh-huh. No, but I, I- <laughs> they. You know, I I make these choices because I wanted to make a change because what I was doing before wasn't making me happy. Yeah, and maybe what you're going through is probably what I'm going through, but how I deal with it is different. Right. Like it, it was it was a weird space for me. Number one, I did the film. The film was fun. It was a highlight of my life. And then I tried to do acting, and I'm still doing acting now. But I had to figure out what makes me tick. And the yeah. reason, and I did that with the film. I was like, well, making a film right now is going to make me tick. So when I decided to do this film, I didn't think about getting the Sundance the first time. Who the fuck does? Yeah. Who the fuck thinks exactly. that your first film that you you ever are a part of or going to help create, you're going to get in the Sundance? It's like winning the lottery. Yeah. I'm like, that's not going to happen. And it did. Yeah. So after that happened, I was kind of left in a weird space. I was like, okay, well, what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I was trying to make that a pipe dream, like the next five, six years. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll eventually get into a Sundance uh, film. Yeah. And it happened instantly. Yeah. So I sat there. I didn't prepare what was going to happen after. And I had to go back to YouTube. And and I didn't want to go back to mm. YouTube because I wanted to do something bigger than that space. And mind you, I was still creating content, but it didn't make me feel happy. Yeah. So I've been in those spaces where I'm like, I don't know what to do with my life. Yeah. And the first thing I did, I tried to grab control of small things, right? So I, I lost weight. Uh, I started to um, work on TV shows, work on different stuff outside of film. And then, you know, we we sold the uh, the thriller show. Yeah. To uh, you know, Tim did. Yeah. And then that was that kind of checked off that fucking list. Yeah. And now I'm on to the next one. Now right. what's my next goal? So the next goal is this podcast. Yeah. And I think that's really important, man, for you to just set goals for yourself in terms of things to look towards to and, and to work towards, right? Um, I think a lot of times when people are in these dark spots in their life, they just have no will to live. They can't find the reason to live. They can't find yeah. something that fulfills them or that makes them happy or whatever. And you can try to talk to them, but at the end of the day, it really comes down to you. You got to find that what you got to find that thing that makes you tick, that makes you want to push yourself and and keep living and keep trying, right? Yeah. Because I could imagine the same thing where like if I don't have something that I'm passionate about, that I'm pursuing, I don't know how great my will to want to live would be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but that's always been present in my life. Like there was always something that fulfilled me and that I was passionate about yeah. that I wanted to work towards. And that always pushes me. But then if you don't have that in your life and you just in a spot where you feel like nothing matters, I can understand how it might devolve into a very, very dark thought. Man, just fucking, just fucking think you're the shit all the time and you'll never want to kill yourself. Like, it's almost damn near impossible for me. I'm like, dude, yeah. I can't die right now, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. I got too much shit to do. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I mean, arguably, I feel like before I die, I'm not. I'm never going to be able to do everything that I wanted. Mm. And I think for me, that's the sad part. It's yeah. like, okay, 
Like, for example, I want to be really great at Muay Thai. Yeah. I want to be really great at Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. I want to be really great at MMA. Yeah. And I also want to learn how to do clay pottery. And then I want to learn how to build a mud hut at the, out of the middle of nowhere. I want to become a bushman. I want to make a fire with my bare hands. There's a lot of things I want to do. Yeah. It has nothing to do with making money. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Just things that you're interested in. That's the crappy thing. My goals have nothing to do with money. Yeah. And somehow I'm trying to make money off of it. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that's like you in the present, right? But like yeah. you in the past. Because I think I could say that when I was younger and more immature, have I entertained the idea of like, taking my own life just on the most superficial level on the surface level, right? Just what if I did that, right? On that level, yeah, for sure. But not to the point where it goes beyond that, like, oh, I'm really going to consider this as, a, as an option and like how I'm going to do it. Dude, I can't even give myself a paper cut. <laughs> I can't imagine slitting my wrist or like jumping off somewhere. <laughs> Dude, recently too, I'm not sure if this person killed themselves, yeah. but... We just shot a Send Foods episode mm-hmm. at Smorgasburg, LA. And yeah. at Smorgasburg, LA, apparently somebody fell off a building and died. Oh, After shit. I left. So right after I left. Right after. Same it, day? Same day. Oh, shit. So it was either uh, the parking lot building or yeah. a building around it. But yeah. somebody fell off and they died. And so people are saying it was suicide. Uh-huh. Uh, for me, I'm assuming that somebody tried to take a really cool selfie and they fell off. I assume just because who kills himself at Smorgasburg, right? <laughs> you know, so I love food. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> and then they just end their life. So I'm yeah. thinking it, maybe it was an accident or something, yeah. but it's kind of crazy. Just that, that thought that somebody did that. Yeah. That's a, it's a, it's a dark shit, man. And I, and I feel like, like you said, it's, it's, Having those dark moments is something that everybody goes through, but for some people, it just becomes a little bit more extreme. And unfortunately, sometimes, yeah, it does get to the point where they they take their own life and then they do something that drastic. But I just think it's so important that if you are in that moment, just try to reach out to people, you know, just just try to at least talk to the people that are close to you. If you don't have anybody close in your life, which I'm a, can I'm a, be... I'm going to give you a situation right now. What? I'm a depressed person. I'm going to see how you handle it. Okay. Because I think this is this is like stuff legit that I've I've heard people say, and, yeah. I, have, and I have the hardest time dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because... Now, like, I'm not a therapist, but I'm going to try to, you know... Okay. Yeah. I want to kill myself. Why do you want to kill yourself? Because I hate your face. <laughs> I can't change my face. That's what I was born with. But well, if it, <laughs> I'm dying tomorrow then. What are, what are you going to do about it? Uh, I, For your sake, so that you continue to live, I will stop showing my face for a while. Wow, you did a good job. <laughs> there it is. There you, it should, is. you should be a therapist. <laughs> you really should be a therapist. I will give people the will to live. Yeah. No, but I mean, that's... Man, I could only imagine what that's like to to be in that position where you're trying to help people who are genuinely thinking about killing themselves and... If they do end up doing that, how can you not feel that burden? You know, how can you not feel that? I wish some of these celebrities kind of, and I'm pretty sure they knew it too. And it's probably a bigger factor to why they, maybe they ended up killing themselves is because of maybe a lot of social pressures too. Yeah, absolutely. Because the hard part about this is when a celebrity kills themselves, everybody sees it. Everybody does. It's, It's plastered everywhere. Yeah. And- there's a, I th- in my personal opinion, and I think there's like some studies on it right now where uh-huh. there's a negative ripple effect that's happening where a lot of these younger people are looking at these celebrities who are offing themselves and they're saying, well, if they can't do it, why, how come, how, what am I supposed to do? This yeah. guy who has arguably, 
on a superficial level, everything that anybody desires. Yeah. Talking about money. We're talking about travel, the big house, respect. We're talking about legacy. In Robin Williams' case, he has legacy. He is somebody who, even after he dies, people will be talking about him for hundreds and hundreds and thousands. As long as the human civilization exactly. is around, Forever. people will be. And that's something that I wanted. Yeah. And if that person doesn't find value in his life, then who, what am I? Yeah. And that's the part that scares me, right? Because yeah. Robin Williams, then Kate Spade, yeah. now Brody Stevens. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, is. Are they becoming a catalyst for people to say, well, if they did it, I can do it now too? Yeah, that's and that is a scary thing because it it it's becomes a reasonable option, you know, because you're seeing it, you're hearing about it. And before, maybe it wasn't it was like I shouldn't think about stuff like that. Yeah. But then you see it more and more being talked about on the news or whatever when when these celebrities do take their own life and to just some regular ass teenager or person somewhere out there in the world, they see that, like you said, and it's like, oh shit. I mean, they had a great life and they couldn't handle it. My life isn't even a fraction of what their life is. And I feel like this. Fuck it. You know? And if people want to talk about, I guess, I guess one way that people can really just think about it in a positive light is that there are people with a lot less than them Mm -hmm. and they're always happy. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, and that's, I guess the hard part for these people who are going through these things is for them to try to focus on the good things in their life. The glass is always half empty. Exactly. Exactly. And that's really hard to change their point of view and make them think that the glass is actually half full. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, just kind of reminds me of even like these uh, mass murders who go on these mass shootings. They see how much attention that previous mass shooters got on the news. Yeah. And they, it becomes somewhat glamorized in their mind. Like, oh shit, if I do this, then I could get that type of coverage too. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like almost a disservice by the news outlets. They need to be more responsible about how they go about reporting this type of stuff and how much coverage they give to this stuff. Um, I'm not saying that it's not important, but at the same time, it they know. I mean, they do it because it fucking brings in money for them. It gives them viewerships, right? People, they want to instill fear. And fear is always a great tactic for people to pay attention, to get people to pay attention. And that's why they do it. They talk about it. All the news outlets will cover it if there's a mass shooting. But really giving this person a name, right? This, this mass shooting uh, killer. And and like their background and where they their what their family was like, it's like, dude, why do they fucking deserve that type of attention? You know, just yeah. report on it one time and just leave it alone, right? And, and and I'm not saying that to disrespect the people who lost their lives in situations like that. All I'm saying is you're not doing society a favor by giving attention to these people because all the other crazy fucks out there who are looking at that are thinking that could be me, you know. And if I do this, I could be that person. Dude, remember when that whole, uh, what's it called? Was it, it was the Columbine shooter? Yeah. Right? He was the one that was doing all the different poses with the gun? No, 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 no. That was the, the MIT. V, uh, Virginia Tech. The Virginia Tech yeah, kid. Yeah, the Asian kid, right? Oh, dude, I was so sad when he's Korean. I'm like, oh, God. No, dude. It's like, come on, man. Because when that shit came out, I was yeah. like, that's a white boy if I ever heard one. And next thing you know, it's this kid doing <laughs> gun poses. Chapow, chick the bee. And I was like, God 
damn it, dude. Why Korean, man? And, and you had to do those poses on top of that. Yeah, man. He looked like a little anime weeb and shit. I love anime. You make an anime look bad, bro. Like, dude, man. And then, he, <laughs> yo, he was he was somebody that was bullied too, wasn't he? Yeah, I think so. Like, people severely bullied him. Yeah. Dude, man, I heard so many bad cases of bullying um, just from other people because, yeah, there was bullying in my school too, but it didn't happen as often as I think other schools did because usually if you kind of kept to yourself, things didn't really happen to you. Yeah. So if, for example, you know, categorically speaking, if the nerds kind of just hung out with the nerds and yeah. I was one of them, yeah, we nothing happened yeah. to us. Like right. we just kind of chilled out, you know. And I was somebody who floated between groups so I, I could witness this shit. Like if you didn't say shit, mm-hmm. nothing happened, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> – Arguably for me, I loved hanging out with some of the geekier people because they were so nice. They they just they just were themselves. Yeah. It was so awesome being. It was very awesome and refreshing. But every time I tried to hang out with people that I grew up with, yeah. and they tend to be a little more thuggish, yeah. I felt like I had to put on a show. Yeah, right. But what happens with that is that when you're when you kind of hang out with a group like that, it, there's just problems will arise. Yeah. But if you kind of kept your mouth shut, nothing would really happen. But when I was in college, I noticed. Um, not noticed. I uh, there's this guy. That was in my dorm. He went to San Diego, and it was a predominantly like white school that he went to. Right. He said he used to get bullied all the fucking time. Yeah, like he told me this one time when he was going back to school, these dudes chased him down and they fucking just chucked him into a fucking bush. Damn, like shit like that would happen. Yeah, and, and that was something that just wasn't happening in my area so much. You know, unless they were gonna rob you, which mm-hmm. wasn't bullying. They're yeah, just that's thieves. just yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's just you walking into a bad neighborhood. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that whole bullying concept too makes me wonder, like, yo, maybe that kid could have been the next guy that was gonna flip out and kill somebody. Right. Which for him, when I did see him, I, I did have a feeling of like, oh, this kid might flip out, so I'm gonna be his best friend. So while he's shooting up a play, he's like, you know what, David, you're okay, and he's gonna move past me. But yo, dude, he would tell me some crazy stories. That was just one of many. I can't remember a lot of them, but that was the one that stuck out to me the most of him just walking to school, yeah. and somebody would just chuck him into a bush. Yeah, uh, there. Th- that reminds me of. This has nothing to do with bullying, but when you said flip out, it just reminded me of this uh, this kid I knew. <laughs> so this guy, he he would always like have some sort of proposition for you, you know, and and then he would offer to do something ridiculous in exchange for like fifty cents or a dollar or whatever. What's wrong with this guy? I I don't know, but I suck your dick for a quarter, well, motherfucker. I I, I, I I tell you what, I tell you like. In a nutshell, what this guy was, he got a teacher fired because the teacher said something, I guess, distasteful about Native Americans. And he said his background, he has Native American blood in him. And so he wrote a letter to the district, you know, talking about this and how it offends him. And, you know, it's it's disgraceful for a history teacher, uh, you know, to be, I guess, that insensitive about something like that. And then years later, it turned out he's not even Native American. What man. the fuck? He's a psychopath. Yeah, he's like Middle Eastern or something. What the hell? <laughs> no, no, but one time, dude. It's like, what's your last name, Alabadiz? Um, like, one fuck? time, one time, uh, Governor Gray Davis, he was the governor at, yeah. of California at the time. He was coming to our school to, to speak, right? And this guy was like, hey, uh, and, and he talked like this, hey, Hendrick, hey, um, you know, do you need anything done? And um, can you give me a dollar for it? You know, and I was like <laughs> thinking in my head, what's the most ridiculous thing I could I could think of, right? And I was like, oh shit, Governor Gray Davis is coming to the school. And I told him, hey, if you attack Governor Gray Davis, 
I'll give you a dollar. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the thing. I said it thinking like that's so ridiculous. It's like absurd. Yeah, it's absurd that he, he's not even going to. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you're going to do it? He's like, yes. <laughs> I was like, all right. So we had like the assembly and he spoke. Uh-huh. And then afterwards, everybody kind of came out. And then Governor Davis uh, was like uh, shaking everybody's hand, you know, the students' hands and, and talking to them, right? I see this fool like sneaking through the crowd, right? And I'm like, oh, shit, this was actually about to do something. He had a paper clip and a rubber band. And he was pulling it back trying to shoot Governor Gray <laughs> Davis in the face with that. I was like, yo, are you serious right now? What the fuck's wrong with that guy? I don't Did know. Did he get him? No, he didn't. Oh my Th- thank God. God he didn't. Shit. Then Did he would have been like, dollar? No, I didn't. I was like, he's like, hey, uh, Edric, so, you know, can I get my dog? I was like, nah, bro, you didn't, you didn't even hit him. <laughs> you, know, you, didn't, you didn't even touch him. So you, you, you failed to meet your end of the bargain, you know? Dude, there's some, dude, there are so many weird people in high school, man. There was this one guy I remember. <laughs> I don't much. He was just, he was that white dude. That always wore the fucking Marte Francis Gerbo jeans and shit. You know those. You know those. Those yeah. just were like a hundred bucks a yeah, piece. Yeah, yeah. Super expensive, yeah. right? But this dude always wore that extra baggy clothes. This dude's name was Keith. Now this fool Keith was he used to always stir up shit in class. Like mm-hmm. if if he's supposed to do something, the teacher would tell him to do. He would do the exact opposite. Yeah. And it got to a point where that teacher specifically got so fucking fed up with him. She just ejected this fool out of class. Mm-hmm. She goes, get the fuck out of my class. Get out, right? And he goes, man, fuck this shit. And he gets up, but he forgot to tighten his belt with his saggy pants. And his fucking pants fell down to his ankles. Oh, and shit. dude, he gets up. He goes, man, fuck this shit. He gets up. Bam. Boxers, everything. Dog. I started dying laughing, dude. And only a few people saw it because, mm-hmm. you know, people were being really studious. Yeah. But the people who caught it couldn't stop laughing. But yeah. me, I was heaving. Yeah. Like, ah, 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 just screaming, laughing, right? And so she looked at me. And I, I was really cool with her. But she was so fed up with his shit. Yeah. She sent me outside, too. She uh-huh. goes, David, get out, too. Get out. And I got outside. And then I was out there. And when she came back outside, so he left. He just left campus. And yeah. she looked at me. And I was still laughing and she goes what is so funny and as i'm dying laughing i'm explaining to what happened Uh dude she starts cracking the fuck up so she's me and her are laughing together outside and people are wondering like yo what the fuck is going on and so she and i just walk back in just dying laughing together i didn't get in trouble because she knew how ridiculous it was but that guy was such a fucking trouble he was so weird he was like one of those dudes that consistently hung out with only black people Mm -hmm. so he was that one white dude in a group of black people okay so he had the fucking earring in his ear he had the extra baggy pants and shit he was always starting up like shit for no reason he seemed like a reasonable dude i think he just wanted to be something that he wasn't yeah Oh man, that reminds me of a time when I um, <laughs> fell to the ground laughing. So we were in class, and then I don't know if you guys had this at, at your school, but we had this thing called the gold card, right? And the gold card, like you would buy it for I don't know twenty bucks, and it would be partnered with like local businesses, and so it would give you discounts when you show that Sounds card. Familiar. Yeah. So anyway, one of my friends had one of those gold cards, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, somebody asked him if they could take a look at it. And then he's like, yeah, he gave it to him. They're looking at it. Okay, cool. And then this person gave it to another person because that person wanted to look at it, right? He looks at it. And then maybe like five minutes later, he's like, where's my gold card, right? And then the guy who had it last is like, I don't have it. He's like, what do you mean you don't have it? 
Like you were the person who were look who was looking at it last, right? Yeah. He's like, well, I don't have it. I don't I don't know what happened to it. And then my friend gets up from his desk and he's like, because we call this guy the Hulk because uh-huh. he fucking flips, and when he flips, he goes somewhere else. There's no rationality, right? And then he gets in front of his desk. He walks up to him. He's like, where the fuck is my gold card, right? And he's like, I, <laughs> is it his hand? He's like, he's like pointing it at his face with it. Where the fuck is it? It's in your hand. It's not in my hand. It is basically like the guy keeps saying, I don't have it. And then my friend just fucking snaps. He fucking cocks back. Boom. Slaps him fucking hard. As hard as he can across it. And he's not a small. My, my friend is like maybe about your size, a little bit shorter. But he's not a small dude, you know? Slaps this fool across the face. His fucking glasses flew to the other side of the classroom. And then I was sitting like right behind. I looked for a moment and then I just fucking fell to the ground cracked because it was so ridiculous, you know? Like the act of seeing somebody get slapped like that in the class. And the funny shit was we had a substitute teacher that day. He had no idea how to react. So, oh, oh, just okay. Just, just why don't you calm down? Just, just sit back in your seat, okay? It's, it's, it, just calm down. Everybody, calm down. It's okay. He didn't know how to respond to the situation. I was just fucking on the floor, rolling. I was like, oh my god. Dude. So, did he get his gold card back? No, he never found it. But he got suspended for like a week. <laughs> So not only did he get his, not get his gold card back, that dude got slapped in the fucking <laughs> he face. He got slapped in the fucking face, man. He, they, they definitely stole it from him. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, dude, all right, if you see this dude getting this riled up about something that small, yeah. just fucking give it back to him. You know it's not going to go anywhere pleasant, you know? He's, he's like pounding at your desk asking for it back. Just give it back to him. But I was like, well, you had it coming, bro. Like, they're still in the same class after you would not be able to be in the same class. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, but you know, it's like I think the dude learned his lesson. Don't ever take somebody's gold card, man. man he slapped the fucking taste out of his mouth. His fucking glasses flew across the room, bro. I, I was like, dude, I love high school fights, man. High school fights were one of those fights that it just there's no real consequences because it was a uh, who depends, man. Well, I mean, like you know, in real life, if yeah. you're outside in the street, you yeah. slap the living shit out of somebody, you're going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're going to jail. Okay, okay. In that sense, yeah, yeah. In high school, you slap somebody, you yeah. get suspended. Yeah. Worst that could happen, maybe you get kicked out. If it's really, really bad, maybe you get arrested. But yeah, um, yeah, those were the good old days, man. When um, like when, if you ever wanted to get into a fist fight, do yeah. it in high school right now. Exactly. Do it in high school. Get it out of your system, yo. Get it out of your system in elementary school, yeah. junior high, yeah. and high school yeah. because the consequences are way less severe. You'll get, what, after-school suspension. Okay. okay, let me ask you this. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but do you think that, as a guy anyway, that you should get into a fight in your life at some point? It depends. So I used to say yes. Uh-huh. I don't think – I wouldn't say per se that you should get into a fight. I yeah. think you should get the shit slapped out of you once in your life. Mm. Because it, it does put in perspective that there's always somebody bigger than you out there that can yeah. punk you. So be careful yeah. about what you do to somebody else. Ah, so know? from from that standpoint. Damn, I think my, my ball sack would be outlined by my shorts <laughs> this whole podcast. Oh, man. Yo, dude, y'all, I, I y'all just see, saw my mammal toe. Y'all see, <laughs> y'all saw, y'all see that shape, they, they saw the fucking... <laughs> they saw the grapes and the stems. Oh, dude, they saw the, the, the grapes of wrath. Dude, that shit was like being outlined as fuck. We're going to have to, uh, what's it called, crop this and lift it up later. <laughs> yeah. Damn, dude. Nah, nah, leave it alone, bro. Let him see it, man. Let, nah, it's let cold him... in this room, dude. That shit's extra small. It's not like that. You didn't let me pre-fluff first. If I pre-fluff, <laughs> that shit is huge. 
Maybe warm up the room a little bit. Yeah, I was like, yo, up. why is my pant area so tight? I was like, oh, that's right. Because I got these these fucking compressions. <laughs> you just realize this now. Yeah, I just scratched my balls and I rubbed my nose. That was nice. I'm going to cross my legs real quick. <laughs> um, but going back to it, for me, I, I think so. I think I think um, as, a, as a guy that you should fight at some point in your younger life just because you should know what it feels like to hit somebody and to get hit back, you know? And, and part of that is, I guess, the, the lesson you just brought up is, is knowing when to kind of know your place and, and not get so ridiculous, right? Because somebody will check your ass and, and beat, your, beat your ass if, if you get out of line. Um, but another thing is just, I don't know, man. I just feel like it's almost like a rite of passage into becoming a man, you know, to, to have been in a physical fight and, and not necessarily win, right? If you win, that's great too, but... <laughs> You know? I just don't want my kid to be a confrontational human being. Yeah, yeah, not like that. Yeah, because like... I because I grew up way too confrontational. Yeah, you know, I had a, I had a fucking mouthpiece on me. Yeah, so I think arguably a lot of the reasons why I got I got into a fight there was two factors, right? It was mm-hmm. one because somebody was doing something to a friend, mm-hmm. so out of loyalty, mm-hmm. I just had to jump in. Oh yeah, dude, you know, which was so fucking annoying because I'm like, dude, I don't want to fight, dude, but I have to. No, I I took it upon myself. Like, dude, <laughs> I I I've been fighting since I was like in first grade. No joke, like physical fist fights with people since i was in first grade i know i didn't like it yeah no i i didn't even think about it like dude one time i think in third grade right this kid kicked my friend in the balls right for no reason <laughs> no tight. no fucking reason right and obviously that shit was painful and my friend went down and he started crying and shit and i i looked at that dude and i was like you just fucking wait you mm-hmm. got another thing coming now right and then um I forget if it was like the same day or later that week I was playing a ball in my neighborhood and this fool made the mistake of riding his bike down my block. And I and I stopped and I saw well, How him old were you? Third grade, probably like nine. What a violent little yeah. child you were. And are. I was like, you fucked up coming into my block right now. And then he was riding by. I threw my basketball at him like on his head. He fell off his bike and I got on top of him and I just started fucking going off on him fucking broke his glasses. He was, his nose is all bloody. And I started like there were cars stopped in the middle of the street because i was in the middle of the street just pounding on him right one of them was my friend's uncle he got out the car he said what are you what are you doing you know like stop um maybe about 15 minutes later is this was a white kid his parents came to my my uh my house Mm -hmm. started open the door open the door right now and then uh, my mom opens the door she had no idea she didn't know that i just did that (laughs) And this kid is sitting there, face all fucked up, and is, your kid did this to my son. We're going to get him expelled from school, and all this started going. It's like, well, joke's on you, my kid's stupid. (laughs) He's going to get expelled either way. And my mom was like, yeah, I actually did get kicked out of school later that year. (laughs) My mom was like, why did you do I was like, he kicked my friend in the balls. <laughs> I had to avenge my friend. And you then know? your mom went off on the guy. Did you know what your kid yeah, did? Yeah, exactly. No, so like I always, you know, I had to avenge my friends, man. I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, dude, you fuck. I, and I told you, I, we talked about this on the podcast before. Friends and family, man, there's a line there. Don't cross it with me. You know? I want my kid just to be a witness. <laughs> Just, the, just, nah, a, just to bro. witness shit. It's like, dude, man, I saw you get beat up, bro. I want, oh, okay, okay, like that. I want, I wanted to step in, but uh-huh. you know them cops. Yeah, you know I mean, I can't do nothing. 
That's, that's what I want to be. Oh, I man. just hated that stuff, too, because I always felt like I had to do it. And a lot of the fights that were picked was because somebody else picked it for me. Mm-hmm. And if it was up to me, I most likely I wouldn't have done anything. But I was yeah. a big guy. I was this size since I was 14. Yeah. So, you know, when you grew up full of, like, well, you know, the area that I grew up was predominantly black and Asian. Like, yeah. as the Asian kid, I was, like, the big Asian kid in the group. Yeah, so, for sure. So, obviously, it's like, okay, well, are you going to go throw down with this? I'm like, I guess, you know? <laughs> Do I have to? <laughs> like, like, do I have to? It's like, it's, but a lot of the people that were troublemakers yeah. were just were friends that I grew up with. Yeah. If I met them later in life, yeah, yeah. most likely we wouldn't have been friends. Right. But because of that loyalty that you have growing up on the same block, yeah. together you feel like you have to. Yeah. And I always had to pretend like I was something that I wasn't. Yeah. So I hung out with a lot of people who weren't great people. Yeah. But I wasn't really them. Yeah. I was the anime kid, and I should have been the <laughs> fucking anime kid. But I will say this though. Yeah. Because I went through that experience and I hung out with them, they did help me grow a fucking backbone. So when people did try to punk me, it was a very different story. That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. it's for that reason that I think that as as a boy, you know, uh, on your way to becoming a man, that's something you got to go uh, go through. Because if I have a son, I don't want him to be meek. I don't want him to be soft. I don't want him to like let people step over him and stuff like that. But when you realize because i feel like a lot of the times for people who've never been punched in the face before that that that's like the worst thing that can happen in the world right like oh i don't ever want to fucking get hit but once you take it and you get your lumps and bruises you realize it's not that bad you know and it makes you feel a little bit stronger a little bit more capable and that's why i feel like they need to go through that yeah it's weird too because i think the way we grew up and during the time that we grew up uh that's like, just different times yeah gangster yeah. violence was very glorified yeah, it's not yeah. now like yeah. violence is not glorified yeah. now it's it's it was hyper glorified when we grew up yeah so you know when we when we recount these stories some people are like oh so you thought especially in my case oh you thought you were a thug i was like no everybody got into a fight it was just mm-hmm. average yeah like it was. there wasn't a person who didn't get beat up yeah who didn't get punched in the face who didn't throw down yeah that's not to say and that's the thing too people who say that Clearly never grew up around any type of gangs their whole fucking life. If you think that just because you got into a fight, suddenly you think you're a gangster, clearly shows that you never grew up around Exactly, thugs. man. Like getting beat up and yeah. having like throwing fists doesn't mean you're a tough guy. No. It, it was a way of survival. People yeah. just try to rob you. They yeah. try to beat you up yeah. for any fucking reason. So you had to fight back. It just happens. It yeah. just happens, It has man. nothing to do with trying to be a thug or a tough guy. It yeah. was just either I consistently get beat up or I have to at least swing trying yeah yeah. you know yeah it's just it's just is what it was at the time yeah no for sure and that's what i'm saying like dude i i remember first time i got jumped second grade dude second fucking grade i was fighting this kid right and then another one of his friends came and they joined and then they basically got me on the ground started like punching me kicking me whatever i remember bro i remember this very specifically there was this super quiet kid right i remember his name joe vuki Shout out to Joe Vuki if you're watching this somewhere in the world. I probably haven't seen you in like fucking 20 something years. But. Why does he sound like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh card? <laughs> <laughs> no, but this kid was like super quiet and shy, right? And I think like some some kids made fun of him because of that. But I was always cool with him. I never like gave him no problems or whatever. This fool comes out of nowhere, bro. And he just fucking starts going off on this, on the kids who were jumping me. And then that allowed me to get me back up on my feet. And I started going after them. I was like, oh, shit. Thanks, Joe. And then it turned out his dad was a boxer. So his, he was trained. <laughs> his dad was training him. And so he just lit people up. Yeah, he fucking lit them up like out of nowhere. I was like, 
my fucking angel. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Vuki. Thanks, Joe No Vuki. problem, Edric. Yeah. He just walks away with a cigarette lit in his mouth. I think it was like, like the Tongan or something like that. Yeah, too. he was probably seven feet. <laughs> he was seven feet tall at the age of six. Yeah, this I remember like his hairstyle too, man. He had that MacGyver cut. He had the spikes and then the fucking mullet in the back. How you old know? were you at this time? Second grade. And he was second grade too? Yeah, he was second grade. How tall was he? Uh, I don't remember. Seven feet tall, minimum. <laughs> 300 pounds, and he had he had three kids of his own. <laughs> but yeah, that that dude lit those kids up, man. I was like, where the fuck? That? I didn't even expect. Because it was like after recess. Everybody had gone man, to the class kid, already. Kids would jump you for no fucking reason back in the yeah. day. I got jumped uh, on my way back home from Isabel Jackson Elementary School because when we were waiting outside in line, yeah. I did like this yo mama joke on uh-huh, this dude that uh-huh. hurt his feelings so fucking bad because, <laughs> you know, people were cracking up and shit because yeah. I had a mouthpiece on me even when I was younger just because I had to be. Like mm-hmm. I was such a dweeby looking kid. Yeah. If I didn't, if I wasn't sharp with my fucking words, mm-hmm. I would get punked all the time. Yeah. So the least I could do was just clown on somebody. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I made fun of him with some kind of arbitrary, sad little yo mama joke, but uh-huh. it made people laugh. Uh-huh. And so this will jump me after school with his uh with his friends. And uh, I remember because this will chucked a fucking rock at my head and I was like oh, bleeding shit. at the side of my head. Yeah. And so when I was going home, there was this kid named Jason. It was like a Korean friend of ours. His dad was at home. He came out and I just remember he grabbed the kid mm-hmm. and he told him, just starts fucking started cursing at him in Korean and shook the fucking kid and chucked his ass and yeah. told him to go home. Uh-huh. And then, you know, he put an ice pack on my head. Yeah. And so the whole time I was just fucking fuming as yeah. a kid. And so the next day I went to go find them like individually so mm-hmm. they couldn't jump me. Yeah. And so I started wailing on this kid yeah. in the cafeteria yeah. and I started just fucking just pummeling him at the back of his head. Just uh-huh. un- so he starts crying, of course. And yeah. I was a big kid then too. Yeah. The other kid just jets and I fucking follow him all the way into the bathroom next to the wall ball. Yeah. So there's a bat- so we have a wall ball area and then next to it is the boy's bathroom. I followed him into the fucking bathroom. Uh-huh. I literally tackled him. I just started kicking him in the face. Uh, oh shit. Like, I literally just started just <laughs> kicking him in the face and just start stomping on his face. And then we went to the office. And you uh-huh. know the funny thing about kids are after that whole ordeal, first of all, there was three kids. I only got to beat up two of them. Mm-hmm. After the whole ordeal, we went to the office and this is what the motherfucker says to me. I will remember this till this day. He goes, hey, let's just say that we were just joking around and playing. <laughs> like we were, we're friends. Yeah, because you don't ever want to be asked out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're thinking of, all right, what's what's the most reasonable yeah. excuse? It's like, say we, we were just joking do. around and we're just, we're friends. And I was like, no, I'm not saying that shit at all. You yeah. fucking jumped me. Look at, the, look at the lump on my fucking head. Yeah. You know? But then, you know, at that time, I used to get bullied a lot. Uh-huh. So it wasn't, it wasn't out of the ordinary that something like that would happen it's yeah. just the, the only difference was is i was that immigrant kid that came from korea uh-huh. but i was a big kid and yeah. i had k-rage you 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 were that kid that everybody wanted you to play center but even though <laughs> yeah. you wanted to play guard yeah <laughs> it's like dave you take center nah, man. Nah, i want to play fucking guard but nah man you're too big you gotta nah, play man. center <laughs> I'm, I'm guard dude i'm shooting all day baby give me that j i'm shooting that j but i hated that shit because like my dad was very specific about me not getting into trouble uh-huh. but but at the same time, my dad told me, you know, if they're bullying you and yeah. they're putting hands on you, yeah. just fucking beat them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, sure, he understood dude. that, you know, we were I was an immigrant kid and I was going to get bullied. Yeah. And arguably, if you look at pictures of me when I was a kid, yeah. I should have gotten bullied. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I would have bullied myself, you know? Yeah. So I was just an easy target because I was a nice, goofy kid. Yeah. But at the same time, I also was a very large kid with a very, very short temper. Yeah. And anytime I could use Taekwondo, I wanted to use that shit on somebody. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I once back straight kicked the kid yeah. in the stomach and had launched his ass, dude. Oh, shit. Like straight up launched him because he was trying to tackle me. Oh, okay. That's so I just a... did a spinning back straight kick. Shit! 
Ta-ta! And I fucking launched. I remember how satisfying that fucking felt. <laughs> yeah, good. That the fact that you actually landed it, right? Yeah. But we we sparred all the time as a kid, so it uh-huh. was it was gonna happen. My pops is always like, if I got into a fight, you know, he wouldn't like it. But then I always asked, but did you win? <laughs> did you win? <laughs> it's like he damn right. Did your dad used to do that shit when you get beat up, he would send you back out to go fight them again? No, because I've only do you know how many fights you've lost in your life? I know exactly. I lost two fights in my life. I have lost a lot. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got beat up by this other kid named Brian. Yeah. He like punched me right in that area in your uh-huh. solar plexus. Oh, where, where it, the, ooh, that, the, yeah. that sound effect. Uh, I got jumped in junior high. Uh-huh. I got jumped a lot. Maybe I deserved it. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> well, I got jumped because I stabbed this kid in third grade. Oh, and then my God. When we met up in junior high, yeah. he still remembered that shit. With he, the pencil? With the pencil. So he yeah. still had the scar on his face, which I don't know why he was so mad. It looked like a cute dimple. But um, yeah, he jumped me then. Uh-huh. And then other than that... I mean, there was a couple of other times too, but I don't know if it's beat up because they were group fights. Okay. So, you know, you don't know who's throwing fists at you. Right, right, right. So. Yeah. Now, I got the two times that I uh, lost a fight, in, in my book anyway, is uh first time I think I was about like nine mm-hmm. and there was this um, junior high kid in my neighborhood and he was racist as fuck, right? And so he would always like just say these like racial slurs and like racial comments and one day, I basically was like, that's enough. I'm going to fucking punch this guy in the face and then get my ass beat afterwards. <laughs> and like, I, I, I just got to deal with it. Yeah, because, dude, the, the dude was like twice my size, you know? So, like, clearly, he was going to outpower me and, and whoop my ass once I do it. But I was like, enough is enough. I'm going to fucking sock this guy and get my ass beat afterwards. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> That's tight. Did you already committed to the asshole? Thing? I committed to it's it. Like, you I'm know, gonna fuck this fool up. And I'm just gonna see what happens after. Yeah. So I, I, I gotta, you know, I had to reach up to to hit him in the face. And after I hit him, obviously he he got pissed. So you know, he he messed me up. And then um, you know what's so crazy about getting your ass whooped? You you you're wondering when it's gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. It's going on for an eternity. Like it's only been ten seconds, but it feels like ten minutes. Like God damn, this guy's kicking my fucking ass. (laughs) But you know what though, we got cool after that. I think I think it made him, you know, like uh, get respect for me because I was willing to like stand up for myself, even though I was like so much younger and so much smaller than him. But we got cool after that. And then second time, um, I think I was about eleven, and um, I was fighting this kid. And then uh, we were throwing hands, and then um, I was, like, backing up, and then I tripped. <laughs> Biggest mistake. And then he got on top of me and just started wailing on me. I was like, fuck. While that was happening, I was like, fuck, I had to trip. You know, I was, like, trying to cover up. And then, like, I got fucking all these lumps on my head and my face and shit. And I was like, man, we're going to do that again. <laughs> this time I ain't going to trip. I hated fighting, man. It was, it was literally out of necessity. I've never mm-hmm. picked a fight with somebody. I mm-hmm. never... It was just like either somebody would try to bully me or when I got older, it was out of loyalty. Yeah. So he's yeah, just yeah. so stupid, man. Yeah. Like even till this day when I go back to Sacramento, there's a specific friend that I still kick up with to this day. Yeah. He still has violent tendencies. And and because of him, I get riled up. At this age. At this age, he Dang. still gets riled up. And yeah. I don't like being around him because he starts making – he gets me to that point. Yeah. And I'm like, what, what are we doing? Why are, you, yeah. why are we getting mad? And t- it's your fault. <laughs> 
Like you spilled your drink on him. <laughs> you're getting that bad energy, man. It's infectious. Yeah, he's you know? like, well, are you ready to go? Like, go where? <laughs> go where, dude? It's like, you ready to throw down? Yeah. Like, yeah, on this fucking fried chicken, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not fighting though, dude. Too old for that too shit, old, man. Dude. Way too old for yeah. that shit. And I'm a somebody now. People recognize me if I get beat up. I'm not going to be known as a dude that got beat up in his hometown. Not to mention it ain't a slap on the wrist no more. It's yeah. fucking handcuffs on the wrist now, yeah. you know? Dude, so. I can't survive in jail. I got a f- nice ass, dude. People fuck me so bad. Shit. Oh, shit. That's like an hour and 16. What a way to end the fucking podcast. Damn it. Clench them butt cheeks. That's the lesson of this podcast. Keep it clenched. Keep it tight. Anyways, guys, you cute little bastards. Uh, that concludes this episode of Genius Brain, the most random podcast you'll ever yeah. listen to. We're just here to be with you throughout your whole day and entertain you, man, when you're Absolutely. working, when you just try to chill and kick it and just get some laughs in. Uh, remember, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on CastBox, Stitcher, uh, iTunes podcast, whatever you're thinking of, we're on there. I don't think SoundCloud, but I will see you guys next time. Edric, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, ed2secretsociety.com. Check it out. No hyphen? Uh, for for what? Instagram, no hyphen. Oh, right? no hyphen, yeah. That's but 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 the actual name is hyphenated. That's so stupid, You're dude. a terrible friend. <laughs> no, you're so stupid. When you just stick to one fucking thing, dude. <laughs> Anyways, guys, see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.